I went out to uh, the Waitakere Trust Stadium to watch the Sir Graham Douglas International last Thursday night. Absolutely loved it. The, the weather was a bit snotty, which was a bit of a shame. Um, uh, the rain came in. It did, did disappear after a while, but uh, and thankfully uh, the men's shot putters, they kicked off the field uh, program, side of the program, and of course it pitted uh, Tom Walsh and Jack O'Gill up against each other, um, with Jack O'Gill having stopped... Tom Walsh winning the men's senior title at the New Zealand Track and Field Champs a couple of weeks beforehand. First time in 12 that Tom Walsh hadn't picked up the national title. And um, again, Jacko Gill won the Sir Graham Douglas title. Uh, but first of all, as once the competition completed, uh, spoke to Tom Walsh's best throw on the night was 21.79, but second again to Jacko. So here's my chat with Tom Walsh. Tom Walsh in the shot put. Tommy, we spoke um, last week, I think it was, and you were saying you weren't quite there with your balance, your power and all that sort of thing you needed to get loose. Looked a bit better, another step up today. You've got a good eye on you, don't you? Yeah. Uh, no, it was much better, much more. Um, I just expressed myself better, I think is, is the way to to word it. Uh, much freer, much more go. Um, still didn't quite get hold of one. Like the first round was really good. Uh, and there was a few, all the, all the rounds were aggressive and they were going and moving through positions well, which was good. But, um, you know, it just wasn't, just didn't get hold of one today. But, you know, it was uh, more fuel in the fire, eh? Well, a lot of fuel, more kindling. <laughs> I've noticed your good throws have one grunt and your bad throws have two because it's yes, no. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like, did I get hold of it? No, I didn't. If I think I didn't get hold of it, I probably didn't get hold of it. So, uh, yeah, it's just uh, I'm really happy with, you know, throwing tonight. As I said, I'm really happy with my, with my technique is. But now it's just about, you know, that timing stuff and, and that's something that, I've been good at over the years and I, and I will get better at as I get fresher and move into the international season a bit more and, and have more uh, throws at 100% rather than under load and so forth like that. So you've had that before. Are you confident you know the path to get there again or is it different every time? Slightly different every time. Um, but, you know, as I said, I'm, fu- I'm really confident with how the team is and how what we've learned from the domestic season um we've already had a team review and kind of we've, we're going to tweak and change a few things you know i'm five kgs heavier so we've had to adjust a few things there and here and there um but uh no it, it's we're in a good space and and now it's just the top six inches that, that is is all the difference last two meets you've gone up against jacko um the athlete and you must be pleased with his progress the F, yes, yeah. For, for shot put in New Zealand, for yeah. us down here, awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, if Jacko and I are going to carry the torch down here for a number of years yet still to come, and hopefully we get another one or two, three guys, there's some young guys coming up through that, that could be good. So, um, yeah, it's awesome to have him, but it's also... More awesome to be Yeah, him. yeah, more awesome to beat him, exactly. So, uh, look, I would take losses in New Zealand and win that World Championship yeah. any day of the week, and... And um, but I know Jacko is the same same kind of package as well. So it is frustrating to lose, but I was really happy with today's comp and, and how I went about it and, and how I threw. Cheers, Tom. Always appreciate your time, mate. Yeah, thanks. Cheers. Yeah, he was a bit disappointed, Tom Walsh. Um, <clears throat> just wasn't quite happening for him. And watching him, and he's he gets really disgusted in himself when it just doesn't leave the hand with the power and the timing that he wants. And uh, it was a 
pretty much everyone that was at the event all gathered around the the shot put circle, and it, it was fantastic to watch up close and personal. But they they needed another cone. They've got little cones with sort of fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty, but they needed a twenty-two cone because Jacko Girl he threw twenty-two, twelve. Tom's best throw was twenty-one. Uh, 0.79 Jacko was 22.12 and just to show the dominance third place Nick Palmer um, through 18 and a half just a 23 year old shot putter and a 24 year old Aiden Harvey was uh, fourth and a 20 year old was fifth so there's some youngsters coming through as they say and it, t- it takes a long time to develop and I always I've never I've met Jacko Girl once but geez, he's filled out he is a big human he is a Kiwi Shrek without being green. Jacko Gill, um, I chatted with him. He doesn't do much media. He's a different character, but on the back of throwing a personal best in not ideal conditions, 22-12, here's Jacko Gill's reaction. Jacko Gill, number one shot putter in New Zealand in the last fortnight, mate. Do you feel like you've been around the scene for a long, long time? We've always known you as an amazing junior. You're ready to shine in the seniors. Yeah, yeah, it's taken a while, but yeah, finally here, and um, it's going pretty well at the moment. Can't take the smile off your face. Yeah. What's happened to you in the last few months that's just elevated you? Yeah, I think just uh, techniques really improved. Um, really put a huge focus on that and um, just really enjoying training at the moment and just every day. Like I train with my mum and dad um, five times a week, so I'm very lucky to have their support and just, just happy doing what I'm doing. So when you say technique, can, can you try and explain to us what you, did, what you were doing a year ago and what's different this year? Basically leading with my upper body, so I was very upper body dominant when I was throwing and uh, didn't have a lot of push on the shot put, so really trying to get the legs to go first and land in a, a basically a looking back position so I have a longer push on the shot put. So you must get so much confidence with an international calendar now. We're, we're wrapping up in New Zealand. I bet you want to compete next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was um, just stoked. Yeah, I, I, I do, and... Um, even the, these other throws, because you know, when it was weird, I really wanted to push it, but uh, I'm also aware that there's um, you know, more out there and I can't wait for the uh, European season to come around too because, yeah, I just, I just feel excited and just want to throw, to be honest, yeah. yeah and it, not ideal conditions for sure. We, there, was, there was rain, actually, by doing, and it's cold. For you to pull out a PB in these conditions, mate, sky's the limit. Yeah, yeah, no, I was, um, I was lucky in my first few throws it wasn't raining, to be honest, but, yeah, it was uh, not ideal conditions, so to get that PB, it's awesome. What's next, Jacko? Uh, just back to training, to be honest. Um, I might have a couple of days um, holiday and then um, you get back to training. Awesome, and last thing, you must be disappointed at the price of eggs at the moment because you probably consume <laughs> about 12 a day. Yeah, I do, actually. I have um, eggs for breakfast, so, yeah, it's gone up a lot. <laughs> so it is a lot harder, yeah. Good man, Jacko, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, he was beaming. He had he had a huge smile on his face, and he's just just developed so so quickly. Um, and he's twenty nine, but he's always been in Tom Walsh's shadow. But now he's now got Tom Walsh's former coach. I think he joined him within the last six months or so, and he's just gone straight to work on his technique. And as Jacko pointed out, then he sorted out his his rotation, his power, his legs, and it looked effortless, like. I talked. I, I talked to people after speaking to Jacko, and they said there's so much more there for Jacko. And now he's got the belief, and so Tom's off to the US, and Jacko's off to Europe. So 
definitely going to follow in the footsteps or follow their progress. Uh, then we went to the pole vault run up and Matt um, she didn't record a successful jump Olivia McTaggart that was when the weather was at its worst actually which they're probably the event that need the best weather but a huge crosswind and as I say it was it was drizzly it rained during their event as well she actually didn't register a height but I did want to catch up with her because the previous week she had uh, a qualifying jump for the Worlds so here's pole vaulter Olivia McTaggart. Well known to all of our listeners, of course, the wonderful Olivia McTaggart lives. Not a great night for you tonight, but you're still smiling. You must still be so stoked at that 4.7 run just recently. You're off to the world. Yeah, very happy with that 4.71, and I'm holding on to that. Um, obviously, today doesn't show the shape I'm in. It just shows where my mental space was at and what the conditions were doing. Unfortunately, it wasn't um, really any of our days today, but that's okay. That's what, that's the sport. Latching onto that mental space then, was the euphoria of that achievement the other day make it hard to really be hungry today? Um, a little bit. Today I was actually quite excited to just go faster on the runway and try some new technical things in the jump. Unfortunately I didn't even get a full jump out today at all so it wasn't quite there. Um, I was able to come back down from the 471 um, and actually try to get into the right headspace for today um, but I pretty much... I pretty much checked out today. Um, when we saw the conditions and the weather just wasn't looking good, I decided to do some risk management and I was about two minutes away from calling it quits. So it's hard to come back from that. Didn't even open up my Red Bull can, so. <laughs> you know things are right if you're not stuck at Red Bull. Looking at these conditions, we sort of have to paint a picture for the listeners. It's pretty cold. It's a big tailwind slash crosswind and there's a puddle on the runway. It must be hard to focus in. It's super hard. When I'm back on an 18-step runway and I'm on some pretty big poles, um, honestly, I was a little bit scared that I might injure myself. And like I said, I was pretty pretty close to pulling away from it. Um, there was a very strong crosswind and a lot of rain and warm-up, which meant I, my body just wasn't warmed up. A lot of the time people say if I haven't had a good result, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, the wind wasn't good, even though if it was good. But today, genuinely, it was not good. And that's what I'm putting it down to. Genuinely, it was the conditions and my headspace today. So that's right. Mate, you're in the 470 Club. Well done. Uh, And we'll stay in touch. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Olivia McTaggart there. And I can't lie, I'm pretty excited about the future for pole vaulters in New Zealand. Um, When you look at the age groups of... Listen, this was the final of the women's pole vault. Now, stinky conditions. Only three actually managed to height. This is the ages. Uh, 27. The senior in the group, Eliza McCartney, still a young woman. 27. Uh, 21, 20, 18, 21, 23, 26, 26, 23, which was Olivia. Um, it's exciting, man. And they are all they all um, support each other. And I think there's a really good future. A really good future and a good current as well. Now, as I mentioned, Eliza McCartney, she won. Wasn't a great height by her standards either, but she was delighted to get one in that crosswind uh, wet runway. We caught up with the Olympic bronze medalist, Eliza McCartney, as well. Uh, Eliza McCartney winning the uh, pole vault. We talked to you earlier this week, and I've just learned, actually, from my dear friend on my left, that five events now means you're you're back in the rankings you're back in the papers you're back on the tables all around the world the overseas pole vaulters go uh-oh she's back and she's going quite well considering how quick you come back tonight not the height you wanted but another is it good to get another one under the belt uh, 100% it's been years of not really competing so any competition any height absolutely I can't be disappointed with that um, and it's just another chance to you know get to do my thing be in my element you know all of those things which I've been lacking for so long and I've worked so hard to just even get on the runway again in, in competition so 
yeah, you're absolutely right. Although it wasn't quite the conditions, it wasn't quite the height I wanted. It's another competition and I would be very happy with it any day. Do you put this away into the file of a mental test today? Like in your warm-ups, it's raining, there's a crosswind, it's it's bloody awful for pole vaulting. So can, will you get something out of this competition tonight? Oh, absolutely. Like I fought really hard for that um, first height. I didn't take, I didn't get off the ground and warm up. So the first time getting off the ground was actually my third attempt on the opening height. So yes, it's one of those days where you know you'd, you'd, I'd like to be a more resilient athlete, but I am what I am at this moment. And I was really pleased that I managed to battle it out and get at least a height. Um, but you're right, it is, it's absolutely. Um, pole vault's a massive mental game. Um, and so any chance where you get to like store another little learning away is really good. And finally. Like you're talking about the mentality of pole vault. We all know you are smiling, giggling, positive attitude. Has that always been a natural thing or is that something you've had to work on? Oh no, absolutely. <laughs> it just comes out. <laughs> Especially when I'm really excited, like warming up, I'll be chatting to everybody and you know, it's just it is absolutely my natural state. It's not forced. Um and in particular I know that um I kind of almost need to be in this sort of state to jump well. Um, when I'm stressed um, and I'm really nervous and I'm on the runway and I can't smile, I'm, I'm really like I'm just too kind of caught up in my mind. Um, I just never jump well. It's a really, I mean, I've been jumping for 12, 13 years now and it's a very consistent theme. So I have to be relaxed. I have to be enjoying it. And then I just do my thing and it seems to work. <laughs> I love like to be able to smile through the stress and the nerves. Yeah, I think most of the time, you know, like there's some comps where you just, I feel myself gritting my teeth and just trying to get through it and that's not ideal, but sometimes that's what you have to do. But, you know, it's it's fun. I get to do I get to do something fun. It's pretty cool that this is my job, you know. Um, I spent the day just hanging out until I had to come here. I didn't have to sit in an office. Like, you know, there's, there's so many cool things about it that it's really cool to just enjoy that. And what's more is, you know, I had time away and, and I'm getting older. I don't know when this is going to be over. So it's it's really cool, just any chance. That's so cool to have you back in our New Zealand consciousness as one of our leading track and field athletes. Uh, might sound a bit corny, but welcome back. It's great to have you. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it's so good to have Eliza McCartney back uh, in the jumping ranks. And... Um, it was like she'd never been away the way the the crowd received her, the way they applauded her. And when she went over that height, albeit only 4.46, um, it was a metre higher than anyone else managed in horrendous, horrendous conditions. So we have covered the shot put and the pole vault. We'll take a break. We will come back. We're going to catch up with Rosie Elliott, who we caught up with uh, last week pre-meet. And so we... Only right that we catch up with her afterwards. And Zoe Hobbs as well joins the show for about the 15th time, but an incredible run, an absolutely incredible run, her second fastest ever. So Rosie Elliott and Zoe Hobbs will play their chats after the break. We are catching up with some of the athletes that competed at the Sir Graham Douglas International last week. And pre-event, we caught up with Rosie Elliott. She's 400-metre runner. She was also in the New Zealand team. Uh, New Zealand put in a team, including Georgia Hulls, Zoe Hobbs as well, in the 4 by 100 relay. There was a New Zealand team, an Australian team, and a New Zealand under-20 team. And at the first change, the New Zealand team dropped the baton. And that was a bit disappointing for both Rosie and Zoe. They didn't get to run their legs, so sort of interrupted their program. But then Zoe, uh, sorry, Rosie Elliott came out in the 400 metres and a very good uh, Australian runner came over for the event as well, Jesse Andrew. Jesse Andrew, 55, 
flat, just about. Uh, Rosie Elliott, a 53-22. Um, incredible to watch these 400-metre athletes, athletes. And I caught up with Rosie about two minutes after she finished uh, her race. We've got Rosie Elliott, who's just won the 400 metres at the Sir Graham Douglas. Just another title, Rosie? <laughs> yep, just uh, another race to add to the books for the season. It's been a great 12 months for you, hasn't it? Um, do you, I've got a feeling you are born to race, you're born to compete. I feel like you don't have off time. I'm going to guess you're off to Brisbane. I am indeed off to Brisbane. Brisbane Track Classic and then Australian National Champs. You just thrive on repetition of competition? Yeah, I thrive off just competition in general. You know, you're not necessarily getting competition every race, and so if you're going away and competing in other places, you're competing against different people, different running styles, and that's really exciting. I've spoken to the pole vaulters, the shot putters, and they've said it's hard to get yourself up mentally when the weather's like it is. You know you're not going to get a distance, a height. Do you sort of know you're not going to get a time? Yes, I... Anyone who saw me before I raced this race knew that the vibes were pretty low. We had a bit of a mishap in our four by 100 meter relay about an hour before the 400 meters. And so I was pretty annoyed about that as one would be. And I just re-evaluated what my goals were for competing here today. And I ran, I stayed composed and I'm really happy with how that went. So every race is valuable if you have the right mindset. That's awesome. I'm pleased you said that because you're not going to get 25 degrees blue skies every time you compete, and you're all in the same you're all in the same environment. Yeah, exactly. Your competitors are competing in the same exact same conditions as you are, and even then, it's just a if you make the goal that you're learning something new every race, then you always have an opportunity to succeed in that race. Well, I'm standing here in jeans and a hoodie and I'm cold and you're still in your uh, race wear, so I'm going to let you go and get chased. But thanks heaps for talking to me and the listeners. We've really enjoyed it, uh, the interaction with you. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you. Rosie Elliott there from the Sir Graham Douglas International. And, um, yeah, she was brilliant. And we talked to her last week, actually, and I tracked her progress uh, in the advancement of her times. And, and she's got rapid in the last... I think I worked out in the last 12 months, I think it was, her 400 metre time had improved by two and a half seconds, which is a massive improvement over 400 metres. And then the last one we spoke to, what a wonderful 12 months, particularly even the last six months, first New Zealand woman to go under 11 seconds. She did that in Sydney a couple of weeks ago, Zoe Hobbs, with a 10.97. And then she came back here, had the disappointment of the... uh, of the 4 by 100 along with Rosie. She lined up for the 100 metres here. Again, not warm, not nice, uh, a little bit cold, a little bit of a damp track, and Zoe Hobbs went out and ran her second fastest ever time, 11.02, caught up with her after her race. Zoe Hobbs joining me after another 100 metres final. I couldn't quite believe the time, Zoe, 11.02. Is that your second fastest time ever? Yeah, that's my second fastest time ever. I... To be honest, it didn't feel like an 11.02, so I was quite shocked to hear that as well. And I think given the conditions tonight and running this late, I've had absolutely no expectations. I just wanted to go out there and have fun and run with the home crowd and have my family and friends here watching. When we talked uh, last week about uh, your programme that was coming up, you were talking about getting that blend of firing but staying loose. Mm. Was the staying loose easier because it's a meeting here that weather was low expectations? 
Yeah, I kind of messed up my start. I had a little bit of a stumble and then I rose quite early. I don't know why. I feel like I was really relaxed leading into this race, but then once I got to that line and after the false start, um, it kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, don't want to make excuses though, but it just, just wasn't the best race that I've ever put together. Hence why I was also shocked to hear the 11.02. But it's nice and reassuring to know that I can still run that time and not put together the perfect race. I've mentioned to the other athletes I've spoken to, like field and track athletes, about racing in these conditions is still important because you'll meet conditions like this in your in your future career. So do you bank this? Yeah, 100%. And, like, we, yeah, I mean, it's all experience, right? Like, you're never going to have perfect running conditions. So that's, I guess, the beauty we have here in New Zealand. You get all sorts. So, um, yeah, just, just getting used to that and... Um, you'll be better for it when you are faced with those conditions when it does come to the big races. Well, with the middle of March now, you've had a timeout for injuries, you've smashed records, you've been competing flat out, you've earned a rest. Are you going to have one? Yeah, I've got Brisbane left next weekend and then after that, I think, I mean, Morty said it's up to me whether I have a rest or not and initially I was like, I don't know if I feel like having a rest because I've only just started my domestic season, but I think I probably do need to take time away to really let the last two weeks at least sink in. Um, it's been an emotional high and I'm still riding that high so I think more mentally important to step away and um, just let it digest and then come back ready Stepping away, mental holiday what do you do? I don't, I don't think you'll be a blobber. Are you a, a... I am an absolute blobber. I like, yes, like I, I just like to switch my phone off and not have to answer to anyone and just sit there and literally do nothing. That's my idea of resting um, just switching off from the world yeah, doing nothing. Okay, promise no more messages for a chat on the radio, <laughs> but we will be hassling you as the season for you kicks off again. Uh, really appreciate you chatting to us over the, over the recent months. Our listeners love it, I love it as well, and you always make yourself available. Always appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's always great talking to you. Zoe Hobbs there. Um, what a joy it's been following her career over the last couple of years here on SCNZ as she's just got faster and faster. We are in the midst of a golden era in New Zealand track and field. We talk about those golden areas, and I'm, and I'm not going to compare it to the, the Lovelock, Halbergs, Walker, Dixon, Quacks, etc., etc. but we've got world-class track and field athletes. And, and I have to admit, I was a bit disappointed in the, the lack of crowd out there at Trust Stadium, whether that's partly um, athletics not marketing it well enough, but... Um, we had Zoe Hobbs there, the first one ever under 11 seconds. Now, there were people there. There was a group had come up from Taranaki to support her, which I thought was brilliant. Um, the pole vaulters, we didn't know the weather was going to be so crappy, but, you know, we've got an Olympic bronze medalist, the Commonwealth Games uh, bronze medalist, and uh, two have already qualified for the World Championships as well. Then you chuck in Tom Walsh and, and Jack O'Gill. Um, gosh, I remember as a kid, those 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 old days, I can't remember the names of the of the track meets, but you'd get 10,000 to Mount Smart watching international track and field. Um, it's, not a, it's not a cheap thing to do those sorts of things anymore, but we will follow the fortunes. And don't forget Hamish Kerr as well, who's just leaping through the building. He, uh, there was no high jump for the men at this event, but we will keep you up to date on Afternoons with Staffy.